Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you can turn with me, we are going through the book of Revelation. So Revelation 20, verse 11, we're going to be looking at verses 11 to 15. The title of our message is, The Judgment to Come, The Final Act. The Judgment to Come, The Final Act. There's, there's going to be a final act, if you will, on the earth before the new heaven and the new earth. It's going to take place after the millennial kingdom, the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ when he rules over the earth for a thousand years. And this is the final act. It's also known as the final judgment. There will be a final judgment on the earth. It's called the white throne judgment. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you don't have to worry about the white throne judgment because we will not be the ones standing in judgment because Jesus Christ was crucified. He died in our place. He takes our judgment upon himself. Jesus Christ took the judgment for us, the penalty for us. So this does not involve us when it comes to standing in judgment I believe, as we'll see, we'll be on thrones, as the Bible says, that we'll be kings and priests. So we'll be there. Daniel tells us that as believers. We'll be there, but we will not be the ones being judged. We will be part of the judgment that's taking place. Very interesting. Uh, We're going to be looking at that. Before we dive into our text and look at our text a little bit closer, I always want to remind us, especially when we have new people here, those that are watching us on on, on line live, is that the book of Revelation is the only book in the entire Bible that promises a threefold blessing. No other book in the entire Bible promises a threefold blessing. Only the book of Revelation. We are blessed when we read it. Read it. We're blessed when we hear it being read. And we're blessed when we apply it, when we keep it. So we just read it. We just heard it. So there's a blessing attached. But there there should be application. We're going to look at application. One more thing I want to point out. If you are hearing for the first time, oh, we're going into the book of Revelation. Some people think that, wow, that's a scary book. Because it's a prophetic book. It tells us what's happening in the future. God's word always gets it right. He never makes a mistake. And uh, you can see that throughout. I mean, you look at God said in his word that the earth is round. Well, we know that. Finally, we caught up with God. Science caught up with God. The, The Bible tells us that the number of stars in the sky equal the number of sand on the seashore. Well, now today with Hubble aircraft and lenses, now we get it. Wow, the Bible was true. The Bible is real. We're catching up to the Bible. So the, word, so it, the Bible tells and speaks truth. Well, the revelation of Jesus Christ, the word revelation means the unveiling. The unveiling. It unveils Jesus Christ like no other book in the entire Bible. We get to see Jesus Christ as we looked at, as we were looking at the, the, the early chapters, we see Jesus like no other book. It's not a book to be afraid of. It's not to scare us. It's to prepare us what's going to happen in the future. You know, a lot of people go to, they go to the psychics. They want to know, what does the future hold? Well, if you want to know truly what the future holds, we're looking at it here in front of us. It's called We're going to look at the millennial kingdom, and I'm going to ask if, again, if you could please stand with me as I read God's word. 
Again, Revelation 20, verse 11. Verse 11, John the Apostle writes, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from, those from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. Then I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is, can we say it together? The book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his, can we say that together? Works. Then death and Hades were cast into the, can we say that together? Lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone, don't miss this part, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Lord, this is a sobering reality. Anyone not written in the book of life will go to this place. Lord, your word tells us it's your will that none shall perish, but all would come to the saving knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, you know the hearts of every one of us in this room. Only you know who is in this room that's not born of your Holy Spirit. Maybe somebody watching online, if they do not have a spiritual birth, You said we can't even see heaven unless we have a spiritual birth. As we simply teach your word, Lord, we pray for that powerful, mighty work of the Holy Spirit working right now. You love mankind. You created mankind. You said in your word we were created in your image, body, soul, and spirit. But you created us in your image. So, Lord, here I am. Please use me in this message. Please speak clearly the truth. Anything that's my opinion, Lord, that doesn't line up with your word, please, Lord, get rid of it. Teach us in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you. Before we jump into the text, the timeline is the, this happens right after Satan is cast into the lake of fire. This is after the thousand-year reign of Christ. Satan is cast into the lake of fire. Remember, who are the two that are already there? You guys remember? Got the Antichrist and the false prophet. So the Antichrist, who will come on the scene, has not been on the scene yet. He's not in power yet. I believe he's coming very soon. He's a world leader that will rise up, who will be the world leader. We looked at even Prince Charles as he was talking about this particular person needs trillions of dollars and then talking about, you know, over all the governments of the world. And so interesting uh, how things are lining up to what we're reading right here. So the Antichrist will come into power, the false prophet. There'll be a one world religion deceiving everybody. And they'll be, you know, following this false prophet. That's going to take place after they're cast into the lake of fire. Then they're first cast in the lake of fire. Then Satan at the very end, he'll be cast into the lake of fire. This immediately follows. This is, again, the white throne judgment that's, that's taking place. So I want to dive back in. Verse 11, and it says, And I saw a great white throne and him who sat on. And we're going to go back to that. We'll talk about who this is and why I believe scripturally who this is. And I'll even tell you it's Jesus, but I'll tell you why. uh, Because scripture tells us it is. From those whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. 
Do you notice that it says, whose face the earth and heaven fled? I never really paid attention to that before. It's not just those on earth, but those in heaven. I believe this is talking about everyone who rejects Jesus. Everyone who rejects Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're going to experience this white throne judgment. And, and so those that, that, that flee away, in other words, they reject. They want nothing to do with Jesus. They fled away. And then it says that there was found no place for them. I believe talking into, because the next chapter, chapter 21, we're going to look at the new heaven and new earth. So there's no place for them in the new heaven and new earth. I am so excited because next Sunday we're going to look at the new heaven and new earth in our new building. So that's going to be great. <laughs> but people reject Jesus. They, they hear Jesus. I, the, truly, I believe the, the real reason why they reject Jesus, one of the main reasons, is because they love their sin. And so they don't want to accept their Savior, the Creator. The, the Bible tells us in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. Talking about Jesus Christ, the Word of God. He's their Creator, but yet they reject Him. Evolution is evil. Why do I say that? Because it comes directly against Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When you look at creation, how in the world would you look at creation and say, oh, this evolved over billions and billions and billions of years? And you're like, really? Are we that stupid? The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmaments show his handiwork. Day unto day, utter speech. The knowledge of him is seen in the sky. If there's creation, there's a creator. Come on, this, this pulpit here. It's not the greatest looking thing, but uh, Pete from the church and, and, and I, we put this together. And this is just a basic little piece of wood with some trim in it. But you would be totally, if you would tell someone, oh, yeah, you know, um, there was wood on the floor here. And after about, you know, a thousand years, they all came together. And then there was the trim. Are you crazy? We're much more intricate than that pulpit. If there is something that's created, there's a creator, somebody created. And, it, and how do you get past, even the greatest scientists today can't get past the fact that inside of us, inside of our DNA and ourselves, there's, there's intelligence programmed inside of us. So we ask the, the great scientists of today, where did that come from? Who programmed us? And you know what they're looking at today? What they're, they're, the best answer they have? Aliens. Seriously, that's the best answer they have. Why? Because the science proves that there's intelligence inside of each one of us. Somebody programmed us. I'm going with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Amen? So that there's no place found for them. In other words, when you hear the truth of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him, they shall not perish, but have eternal life, everlasting life. And it goes on to say, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him, the world would be saved. He wants to save us. But he did not create us as robots. He created us with a free will. He created us with intelligence. Where's the proof? Well, there's a lot of proof. If you want to look into the fact that Jesus Christ was crucified and died for the sins of the world, trust me, there's evidence. Do you know that Jesus Christ, when he rose from the dead, he was seen by over 500 eyewitnesses? Over 500 eyewitnesses. You know you can put someone to, to, in jail if you just have one or two witnesses that agree upon it and say, no, no, I've seen 
I seen him steal something. Okay, well, nowadays they don't put anyone in jail for stealing, do they? That's a whole other subject. You notice they flee from his face. They, in other words, they, in order to see someone's face, you need to be close to them, and they don't want to be close with Jesus. They reject him, the very one that created them. Again, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the three in one. They reject the salvation given through Jesus Christ. Again, we're excited about our new building, and I've been there quite a bit. Just the other day, I was there in, in the Maranatha Hall. That's one of the overflow rooms. And it's all, you know, half, over half of the room is all glass. If you've been in there, you know what I'm talking about. It's beautiful. You, but there was a bird that was, found his way in, and he was trying to get out. He kept hitting the glass and trying to get out. And, and so I, I'm like, bird, wrong way, this way, you know, just the door's over here. And he didn't understand that. I don't know why. But, and he kept just flying into the window and hitting the window. And I'm like, bird, come on. And so I walked over to try to help it. There's no way this bird would have found its way out to the little door. I don't know how he found his way in, but so I'm trying to help him, and he's trying to go up high to stay away from me, and I'm like, I go, you need help. (laughs) And interesting enough, finally, he flew down closer to me, and he was just like looking at me like, you're not going to hurt me, are you? And so I just reached out my hand and I grabbed him and, you know, and then he put out this like screech, like, hey, like a cry, like, please don't squeeze me. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked over to the door and I just, you know, threw him up and he, out and he was set free. But I started thinking about, listen, even this little bird realized he needed help. He had to trust me. And so many today, they, they don't realize we all need help and we can trust God. We cannot do life without God, without Jesus Christ in our lives, by his Holy Spirit helping us. Do you know the, the, another name for the Holy Spirit is helper? We all need help. When we give our life to Christ, he fills us with his spirit, the Holy Spirit. The, the word it's paracletus, the one who comes alongside, the one who helps us. He's here to help us. Because why? You can't, I can't, we can't do life without him. And I was thinking, even this little bird got it. It's like, okay, all right, I'm going to submit to this. You just, you know, please don't hurt me. And he realized he flew down closer so I can grab him to realize, okay, I'm going to trust you. And for all of us that have accepted Christ, that's what we had to do. We had to say, okay, I'm going to trust you. Uh, I'll give you my life. That's all I have, but it's yours. What are we told in John 1? As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Receive him. If you haven't received him, receive him today. Because if you don't, according to the text that we're looking at, which is true, you're going to be before this judgment seat, this white throne judgment, and it's not a good thing. You don't want to be standing there. We're told in Matthew 7, Jesus speaking, saying, says, enter by the what gate? Narrow. Narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to what? destruction. And there are how many that find it? Many who go in by it. Many are on this road to destruction because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. Yes. When you give your life to Christ, it's not, there will be difficulty. It won't be, we're not of this world. We're different from the people of the world. You will be persecuted. You'll be yelled at. You'll be called whatever names that they want to call you. But narrow is that way. Difficult is the way. But what does it lead to? Which leads to what? Life, eternal life. And there are how many who find it? Few. 
That's pretty sobering, isn't it? Few who find it. Look back again at verse 11. As it talks about, and I saw John the Apostle says, a great white throne and him who sat on it. When we think of a throne, we think of authority, we think of power, we, we think of rulership, we think of a royalty, respect, honor, all these things. And, and it's a place where a king sits. White speaks of purity and holiness, and, and that's who sits on this throne. It's Jesus Christ. He's holy. He's pure. He never sinned. He's sinless, and he's the one that will judge everything. There's no greater power. There's no greater authority. There's no greater rule. The one that sits on this throne is the one that's over everything. And you might say, well, pastor, how do you know for sure that's Jesus sitting on the throne? You asked that, right, or no? Did you? <laughs> okay. You know. Well, good question. Because Jesus said in John 5, for the Father judge how many people? No one. But has committed all, what? Judgment to who? To the Son. That all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who, what? Sent him, Jesus Christ, into the world to save mankind. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word, notice not my words, this is the, the Bible, the scriptures. He who hears my word, the word of God, this is Jesus speaking, and believes in him, the Father, who sent me, has what? Everlasting life, eternal life. And this is the great part. This shows us in this, not only that it's Jesus Christ that's doing the judgment, but it also shows us that we can escape this judgment because right here, what does it say? It says, and shall not come into what? Judgment. If we believe in him and his word and the one who sent him, we shall not come into judgment but have passed from death to what? Into life, eternal life. God does not want anybody to stand in this white throne judgment. I pray you understand this. It's only through Jesus Christ can you escape it. God so loved the world he gave his son. You either flee from him and say, reject him. I want nothing to do with him. I was told that he doesn't have a son. Well, you were lied to. God made one way of salvation for all mankind, and it's through his son, Jesus Christ. And you might say, well, wow, that's, you know, that's narrow. Yeah, it's, we just read that. It is narrow. But it's very specific. God knows where he lives, and he knows how everybody can get there. It's through his son, Jesus. Well, I don't believe it. Well, then you're going to experience eternal torment for all eternity. Well, that's not fair. Why is it not fair? He's giving you a way out. Well, I was told different. Well, who told you? And you do, do you bear witness that that is really true and loving and kind and, and powerful? No, it's not. It's empty, it's evil, it's demonic. We've been looking at these last few weeks at Bible prophecy updates. We're looking at are we seeing signs of the return of Jesus Christ back to the earth? We looked at different things. We Remember we looked at last week, we looked at lawlessness, and we said, well, do we see lawlessness? Remember, and last week we looked at how the IRS uh, gives a, a provision where you can show other income. If you steal something, you can, they want you to write it off, and they want you to show it as other income. And remember, I told you that even to, uh, a tax, uh, rev, the, 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 someone that works for the IRS sent me a message and said, no, it's true, it's, yeah. and you can embezzle and all that, and we want you to show that on your taxes too. That's lawlessness. That's a sign of his second coming. But do we see other things? Well, I tell you, when we, we hear about, when you hear about Russia in the news when it regards war, when you hear about Iran in the news regarding war, and you hear 
about Israel in the news regarding war. Pay attention. Why? They are the last three players, and Turkey also. They're all in end-time Bible prophecy. Guess what? We're not. United States, as you know, we're not in Bible prophecy. So, interesting. Top Iranian, Iranian general says they want revenge for Soleimani. Death to happen within the U.S. No one will forget what we do. So, so this threat, this is Persia, known in scripture, Persia, Iran, modern-day Iran. They will be standing. Guess what? We're not. You might say, well, we're the United States. We're the superpower. Really? You do realize we're no longer a superpower, right? And then in this article, it goes on to say, which this is the heart of uh, the government in Iran. It says, we will, so not only the United States, but they say, we will not back off from the annihilation of Israel. Even one millimeter, this general has said. And then it goes on to say that the Iranian armed forces told the Iranian uh, student news agency, we want to destroy Zionism in the what? In the world. That's what the Bible tells us. We know that they're going to be in the last days. We know Ezekiel 38 and 39, when Israel becomes a nation against all odds, which they are, it tells us who's going to come down and attack them. It's going to be Russia, it'll be Persia or Iran, and it'll be Turkey. They'll come down from the north and attack. But it says the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will stand up and will destroy those armies that are trying to destroy them. How about this, guys? I can't even, because we're on live, so I can't, I got to do sign language here in a minute. This is reported. You can't make this stuff up. This is the Gateway Pundit. They vet their stuff, so I'm printing it up. This just came out yesterday, last night. But it says, a bill is filed in Washington that would authorize a strike force to involuntarily detain those families. Do you see that? It's a bill that they want to put through. So as Washington state legislation is slated to vote on a measure that would authorize the involuntary detainment of residents as young as five years old in these camps, they call them the concentration camps, for failing to comply with the state's da-da-da-da-da. You read it, please. Back in our text. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before, can we say that together? That's why the fiery preachers, they say to you, one day you will stand before God. It's true. We'll be standing before him. And books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of what? Life. Life. God takes good records. He t- he's writing everything down. And the dead were judged according to their what? Works. By the things that were written in the What? So there's going to be a time that there's going to be this judgment time that will take place called the white throne judgment. The ancient of days, as we'll look at Daniel chapter seven, he'll have the book of life. Anyone not found in the book of life will be judged according to their deeds. God has books in heaven. Do you realize that? There's a book of remembrance. Malachi tells us when we talk about Jesus, like right now we're talking about Jesus. He's, it says he's hearkening, he's listening, and he's writing it down what we're saying right now. But there's also books. Listen to this. I believe, scripturally speaking, there, there's, God is recording everything that believers do and everything that unbelievers do. Check this out. For the unbeliever, the ones we're talking about here, they, they're going to be judged according to their deeds, according to their works, what they've done. Listen. So why would they do that? God already knows they're all going to go into the lake of fire. They're going to be destroyed. Eternal punishment for all eternity. Well, why do we even have to look at books? 
Well, scripturally speaking, uh, what they did here, how evil they were, how bad they were, will, de- will, will determine what degree of punishment they'll receive for all eternity. It almost sounds too good to be true, but according to the Bible, those things that we did and we confessed it before Christ and we repented of it and gave it to the Lord, it's blotted out, it's removed. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.